Greetings in the awesome, majestic, marvelous, miraculous name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us for our Holy Spirit Encounter service on this on this day, the 27th of February. We are believing God for a mighty harvest of souls today. We know that God is going to do amazing things, and we know that this is going to be a word that is in season for a time such as this. So I believe today if you are ready to receive the word of God, I'm going to teach this and I'm, I pray that you are ready because it's going to be, a, it's a wake up call. It's a wake up call to the body of Christ. It's a wake up call to the world. We need to be ready for the King is coming. Glory be to God. I'm going to speak tonight on the King is coming. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 1 to 7. Now concerning how, when all this will happen, dear brothers and sisters, we don't really need to write to you, for you know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly, like a thief in the night. When people are saying everything is peaceful and secure, then disaster will fall on them as suddenly as a pregnant woman's labor pains begins, and there will be no escape. You aren't in the dark about these things. Dear brothers and sisters, and don't be, and you won't be surprised when the day of the Lord comes like a thief. For you are all children of the light and of the day. Such an amazing text because in our previous teaching this morning, in our celebration service, we have just dealt about day and night. And we spoke about the light that we are in this world. And because we carry, carry the light, we should preach these messages because we should warn people about what's coming. So that people will be ready to meet the king. So be on your guard. Not asleep like the others. Stay alert and be clear-headed. Night is the time when people sleep and drinkers get drunk. That's our reading of our scripture today. We're going to work through this text in the following teaching tonight. And I pray that each and every one of us will open up our spiritual ears, our spiritual hearts, so that we, our hearts, not our spiritual hearts, but our hearts, so that we are ready. And so that when we receive this word, we will go and tell people, get ready for the King is coming. Now, now we need to understand that earlier we read about, um, we spoke about it in, or earlier in the book, Paul speaks about the rapture of the church the rapture of the church today not many people want to speak about the rapture of the church many of people are teaching the rapture of the church away because many people say it's it's something that only came in some centuries ago something that wasn't there from the beginning but we find words in the in the book of thessalonians that speaks about caught up etc there are some things that speaks about the the, the, the rapture of the church and um, we believe i strongly believe in the rapture of the church now the bible says when the rapture of the church takes place before i get into this teaching i just want us to look quickly back at the rapture of the church which is a very important teaching for every single believer to understand now we're going to look at the rapture and we're going to look at the second coming when the king returns we understand that when jesus came to the earth the first time he came as the savior he came as the savior because the bible says you shall call his name jesus jesus for he shall save his people from their sins that is what the word of god says you shall call his name jesus for he shall save his people from their sin 
So in the earlier part of the book of Thessalonians, Paul dealt with the comfort and assurance of the rapture of the church that would include all of those who have been born again, living and the dead. Living and the dead. Now he turns uh, his attention to the day of the Lord. Now Paul writes this book of Thessalonians. It's a very interesting book because in this Paul speaks about the rapture and the second coming. Why is Paul addressing these particular issues in this book? Because there was a, a book that some believed to, that was duplicated in Paul's name and in this people believe that this letter was sent around to the churches saying that Jesus has already come back. Jesus has already come back. The second coming has already taken place. That is what people say. People say Jesus, or they refer to the time when Jesus rose from the dead. The Bible says, and the dead saints rose with Jesus. That's another way where people look at it and say, that is the time the second coming took place. We are living now in the millennial age. That is what people are referring to, several um, authors, theological people. I'm not really going to go into theology in this teaching, but this is just some thoughts for us to ponder. I had a, a, a friend of mine tell me about a friend of his that believed that Jesus um, came in a certain country and he traveled to this country because he believed Jesus was there. Now the Bible warns us. Now isn't it amazing? That's what the Bible says. You are the light of the world. We are here to bring light, understanding to those who are groping in darkness. There are people that are falling. There are people that are unwise. People that are seeking for something that's not there. Today in Miami, Florida, there's a man that calls himself Jesus Christ. People flock to his church because this man believes he is the Messiah. We have these different types of people coming onto the scene and believing and fooling people, making people believe that they are the Messiahs. And so Paul writes this, this, this particular book and Paul is warning us. Now we know at the rapture, the Bible says there's going to be a sound at the rapture. And I want us to listen to this quickly. There's going to be a sound. Listen to this. I want us just to listen. There's going to be a sound. The Bible warns us about a sound that's going to come. There's going to be a sound. There's going to be there's going to be a warning. There's going to be a preparation. We need to be ready for the trumpet of God is going to sound. There's a trumpet sound coming. Jesus Christ is coming back and the trump of God is going to sound. We need to be ready because Jesus Christ is coming back for his church. He's coming back for his people and we need to be ready and we need to believe and we need to stand and wait on the Lord at this time. We cannot be asleep right now. We cannot be asleep right now. Take somebody next to you or shake somebody up and say, don't sleep now. Now, when we speak about sleep, Paul is not saying, listen, stay awake forever. Don't go to bed. Just sit on your rooftop. Wait until the coming of the Lord. No, the Bible speaks about sleep here. We're going to look into the different interpretations of these words so that we can have understanding. And so we're going to work through this teaching. I'm telling you, it's going to be mind-blowing, but it's also going to be encouraging. So now Paul turns his attention to the day of the Lord. Apparently, Paul's departure questions arose within the church concerning the rapture and the second coming, which we call the day of the Lord. 
As we discovered in chapter 3, Paul sent Timothy to spend some time with the church and evidently upon his return to Paul, he shared these concerns with Paul. Now we know that Paul had already addressed these issues from the church in Thessalonica because he again deals with it in the opening verses of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 1 to 5. The words that Paul sends to Thessalonica are not complete theological examination of the second coming but rather a pastoral address to settle them and guide them as they look toward that day. He's not dealing as much with the particular events of the second coming as I might not do with that also. I'm not going to go into, into much, much detail in this teaching. This is just to stir us up and to get us ready for the return of the Lord. So he's not dealing as I said, but the theological side of it. Here we find great support from the, for the doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture. And Paul had dealt with the rapture in the previous chapter, which is chapter 4, when he speaks about it. And we're going to just browse through it quickly and immediately begins to deal with the day of the Lord. The rapture of the church will precede, which means it will be before the tribulation. That depends on how people believe. If you are pre-trip, mid-trip, or post-trip. Believing pre-trip means that before the great tribulation, the church will be snatched away way. Mitrup means in the three and a half years of the great tribulation, the church will be snapped away, snatched away. Post-tribulation means after the, after the great tribulation, the church will be snatched away. So I want us to get this. We need to listen to this. We need to ask God, God, help us. Give us understanding. Somebody say, give me understanding. Amen. So the events of the day of the Lord or the great tribulation will begin in rapid succession, culminating the day with the return of Christ to judge the world and Satan and establishing his throne forever, which now will be what we call the millennial reign. So we're going to look at some things into this text and we're going to speak about the king is coming. The king is coming. The return of the Savior in these verses, Paul is dealing with the second coming of the Lord. This is a separate event from the rapture because during the rapture, Jesus will appear in the clouds and he will wait mid-air. Only those who are saved will be caught up with Jesus into the air. <coughs> There's a video. I want you to watch this video. There's going to video for a few seconds. I want us to watch. It's going to be like a, a rapture. And we're going to be caught up with Christ in the midst of the air. He's not coming to the earth in the rapture. So we're going to be caught midway with him in the air. I'm telling you, people are going to tell you there's no such thing as rapture. I'm pre-warning you. It's going rapidly. It's spreading rapidly today. I sat in services where people are repenting for teaching on the story of the rapture because they are the scripture on the rapture saying it wasn't through all the years. And they want to ask people for forgiveness because the rapture will not happen. Then other people believe that um, there's no such thing as the rapture. What is going to happen is this. We're going to be caught up with God into the midst of the air. And then we're going to be trapped transformed and sent back and now we're going to live forever and so there's many different theories i'm just giving you short theories not in detail theories of what people believe but the rapture is going to happen i strongly believe that is my conviction the rapture is going to happen so we're going to take a few moments to consider the issues that paul deals with as we think on this particular thought right we spoke that he said the day of the lord now most of the time the bible speaks about the day of the lord in the old testament and in this particular text we're now going to learn about the day of the Lord. Amen. So in the Old Testament many a times Paul is referring to the day of the Lord and, and he's mentioning like books like Ezekiel, books like Joel, like Amos, Obadiah. He speaks about the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord. Let's look at, the, let's look at a few examples. 
Let's look at a few examples just to give us a, um, to make us understand what Paul is trying to say in this particular text. So when we go to the book of, let's go to the book of Amos. Amos, Amos chapter 5, verse 18. Amos chapter 5, verse 18. What sorrow awaits you who say, if only the day of the Lord were here, you have no idea what you are wishing for. That day will bring darkness and not light. That is how terrible the day of the Lord is going to be. We need to understand this. It's going to be a terrible day. Many people are thinking they're going to be able to wait on the wait. Those who are unsaved thinking that they are ready for that day. But I'm telling you, if you're not saved, you are not ready for the coming of the great day of the Lord. Let's look at another scripture. Let's look at the book of Joel. Joel 1 verse 15. Joel 1 verse 15. Joel 1 and verse 15. Hallelujah. The Bible says the day of the Lord is near. The day when destruction comes from the Almighty. How terrible that day will be. So we are looking at the scriptures. The Bible is warning us that that day is going to be a terrible day. It's going to be a day of dread, shame and regret. My God, it's going to be a horrific day. In a few times in the New Testament, the Bible also refers to it. Let's look at a few scriptures. The Bible says in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2 and verse 20, Acts chapter 2 verse 20, the sun will become dark and the moon will turn to red, to blood red, before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. Now what makes the sun turn blood red? People say it could be smoke, it could be a war. Smoke meaning that because of wars or, or certain things that are happening in the earth, that is what could cause that, that day or that, that the moon to become blood red. And, and there are many uh, um, interpretations or some interpretations to that particular verse. Let's look at 2 Thessalonians 2 verses 2. Don't be easily shaken or alarmed by those who say that the day of the Lord has already begun. Don't believe them, even if they claim to have had a spiritual vision, a revelation, or a letter supposedly from us. Paul is warning us. Now, I spoke about it earlier. Paul is warning the church. People are going to come with stories. People are going to say the day has already happened. This thing has already taken place. But Paul is now writing, as we are now busy with 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul is again teaching on this because it shows that people have gone around and people have been lying and saying that Jesus has already come. And that is even teachings that are right now in our generation taking place. People believe we are already in the millennial. People believe that. So what can we discover about the second coming and how are we to prepare ourselves for that great day? The first thing we're going to look at, the expectation of Jesus' return. What does Paul? Paul speaks of the times and seasons prior, before the Lord returns. He reveals that there is no need for him to devote time to that. It has already been dealt with extensively in the Gospels and in the Old Testament. Now we read, Jesus speaks about Matthew 24, that, is, that was a time that happened. Then there's also some scriptures where the Bible speaks about, the Paul speaks in, you know, he says, in the last days, there will be perilous times. So we are being warned about what will come, what will be before the coming of the Lord. There will be wars, rumors of wars. We are seeing what's happening. We are living in the final hour. 
We are not living in the last days. We have come to the final hour, church. We are about to go. We are about to be raptured. Somebody needs to hear this and somebody needs to get themselves ready. Jesus is coming back in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Therefore, right now, we are in the last hour. We should not be seeking signs and predictions. He speaks of the time that men will look toward the Bible speaks here in, in the Greek, it uses the word chronos and it deals with a chronological time, which speaks about a clock or calendar. He also deals with seasons from the Greek word kairos and it deals with events, eras or seasons. These are two different distinct indicators that man look toward to estimate the Lord's coming. But Jesus said it in the Gospels, no man knows the hour, not even the son, only the father. I've met a man a couple of years ago, I sat with him and he predicted the coming of the Lord. We have people in certain cultic practices, certain denominations that also gave dates on when the Lord is going to return. And all this was false. Many people believed it will happen in 2020. The people believed, believed in the Mayan calendar, all of these things. It has not come because God only knows the hour. So Paul declared there was no need to invest our time in such desires, but to live each and every day in full expectation of the coming of the Lord. Clearly the church today ought to live in expectation and earnest expect anticipation of the Lord's coming. It is not a fairy tale or myth. It isn't something we hope will one day happen. It is a reality. The Lord will come for the church and rapture us out. We are really living on that moment right now. And we must prepare ourselves. Did you wake this morning thinking that this could be that day when the Lord will come back? The Bible says in the book of Matthew 26, the Bible says there was five wise virgins, five foolish virgins. The five wise virgins had enough oil to wait on the Lord, but the five foolish virgins were not ready for the hour. What side are we falling on tonight? Are we falling onto the side that we are the wise, the unwise virgins, or are we the wise virgins? Where do we stand today? Glory be to God. Somebody say, Lord, I want to be ready for your coming. We do not know. We can even end the service tonight and Jesus can come. We can even end the service. We can even be raptured right now in this church. You can even be raptured tomorrow morning when you get into the taxi. You can be raptured and taken and the Lord is going to come soon. We need to gear ourselves. Hallelujah. Jesus is returning. In verse 2, Paul reminds us of the fact that Jesus spoke of himself. The Lord will come as a thief in the night at a time when no man knows or expects his coming. It could happen at any moment. Revelation 3 verse 3 confirms this. Remember then what you have received and heard. Keep it and repent. If you do not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know the hour when I will come upon you. The world will not be ready or prepared for that day when it comes. As I looked at this, I was reminded of how close we really could be to the Lord's coming for the church and the ushering in of the great tribulation upon the earth. In the prophetic calendar, there isn't one thing that needs to happen before the coming of the Lord. When he comes, the judgment will begin. People are not even worried about Jesus' return. The Bible says in verse 3, here we discuss cover the attitude of mankind in that day we need to notice when paul uses the pronoun they they 
He speaks of those who are left upon the earth after the rapture. They are indifferent to his coming and do not look for it. They do not worry about his coming. Man has become delusional. Man has become delusional upon the return of the Lord. They do not want to accept the fact that he is coming again. They give no thought or care to any accountability or to, to a holy God. With the return of Jesus at hand, the world will continue on this delusional path, denying the reality and prophesying peace on the earth because that is what the world is just looking for is for peace but the bible says they shall say peace peace and then the lord shall show up are we not experiencing that same delusional attitude today the world continues to live as it pleases believing the lie that nothing would ever prevent or hinder their prosperity they refuse to hear the word of god and to turn from the wicked ways we are seeing the prophecy of our Lord here being fulfilled in our generation. For the Bible says in 1 Peter 3 verse 20, the world is caught by surprise because no, because men will not hear God's word or heed God's warning. People are shunning us off. People are becoming angry with us. People are killing the missionaries because they are warning that Jesus is coming. The Bible says God warned that the flood was coming, yet only eight people gave their hearts and was only believed and was saved that got into the ark and thousands died upon the earth noah preached a message of a hundred years get ready for the rain is coming get ready for judgment is coming but nobody heard noah no one nobody nobody paid attention to the message of noah today we as preachers are standing and preaching the gospel and people are just walking past and people are not interested people do not care they do not they are not preparing themselves for the return of the Lord they are living in a delusion they are living in a place where they are not ready to meet their Savior I'm telling you today it's time to prepare yourself to meet your God somebody say glory be to God the Bible says Lord warned his family that the city would be destroyed but they would not listen he warned them abraham interceded and lot warned the people but they would not listen we are living in a world where people are taking us lightly but i believe that jesus is coming the world is delusional but we need to wake up jesus warned his generation that jerusalem will be destroyed and this warning enables believers to escape but many others perished in the siege you know what happened is the the, 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 the 70 AD 70 the temple was destroyed Jerusalem was destroyed and those who believed were saved but those who did not suffered 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 are we going to be caught in unaware hallelujah we need to be ready Jesus used the flood to overthrow to oh and the flood and to overthrow Sodom and Gomorrah as examples of his coming and one preacher said one day he said if if the world does not repent and turn to God and God does not judge the world, then the, the Lord should repent to Sodom and Gomorrah because what is in Sodom and Gomorrah and what was happening before the flood is visible in our generation. People are just living like they want to. They are not interested in the Lord. They're not looking to Him. They're not looking to the Lord. People in those days were going about their regular day activities 
eating and drinking and getting married and never considering that judgment was around the corner some people are mocking and scoffing that y'all have been saying the lord is coming when is he returning listen to second peter 3 verse 3 and 4 most importantly i want to remind you that in the last days scoffers will come mocking the truth and following their own desires they will say what happened to the promise that jesus is coming from before the times of our ancestors everything has remained the same since the world was first created this will be there they will mock you when you tell them jesus is coming yeah but you said he's coming so yeah but they said he's coming it's two thousand years later he has not yet come he has not yet come but let's look at second peter 3 verse 8 more than 20 centuries have come and gone since the lord gave the promise of his return and he has not yet returned this does not mean that god does not keep his promises it simply means that god does not follow our calendar now listen to what second peter 3 verse 8 says one day is with the lord as a thousand years and a thousand years is like one day but listen to second peter 3 verse 9 listen to this isn't god merciful isn't god compassionate the lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think no he's being patient for your sake he does not want anyone to be destroyed he wants everyone to repent that is mercy that is mercy slow he's not delayed he's slow he's waiting he's giving you a time he's giving you a chance he's calling you to run into the ark before the door shuts because noah couldn't shut the door of the ark only god could shut the door of the ark and once that door was shut and the rain came nobody could get into the ark when the door shuts when the opportunity of grace has passed what you gonna do with your life wake up jesus is coming again the next thing we look at is the man's is man's destruction and this is in verse 3 mankind may deny the lord's return they may continue to live as there is no end but one day the lord will bring swift and unrelenting judgment upon them revelation 6 verse 12 and 17 12 to 17 I watched as the lamb broke the sixth seal and there was a great earthquake the sun became as dark as black cloth black black cloth and the moon became as red blood then the stars of the sky fell to the earth like green figs falling from a tree shaken by a strong wind the sky was rolled up like a scroll and all the mountains and islands were moved from their place then everyone the kings of the earth the rulers the generals the wealthy the powerful and every slave free person all hid themselves in the caves among the rocks of the more of the mountains because fear will grip the heart of the unbeliever and they cried to the mountains and rocks for on us and hide us from the face of the one who sits on the throne from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of their wrath has come and who is able to survive nobody can run in that hour nobody can hide in that hour for jesus is coming glory be to god he's coming again jesus is coming back again in verses four to seven in these verses paul seeks 
Hallelujah, it's reflection on the saints now. So Paul is seeking to further encourage and enlighten the church about the coming of the Lord. And these words have application today for us. Our association, number one, he deals with our association. He yet again reminds them of the association with Christ. They are brethren not of the world. Those who are unsaved will be left to face the wrath of God, but the church will be caught away in the presence of the Lord. They were worried much about the day of the Lord, but had failed to realize their relationship with Christ and enormous benefit that have been afforded to them. Paul also reminds them that they are not in darkness. They may they maybe didn't understand all that the Lord would do at his coming, but they were not ignorant of it either. They had the word of God to guide them. They had the assurance that the Spirit would illuminate their minds as they studied the scriptures. Today I rejoice that we do not walk in darkness. I will be the first one to admit that I can't comprehend all that God is about to do. I don't fully understand all that will transpire during the great tribulation. But I have been born again. I do walk in the light. I have the assurance of the eternal life. I know that my life, my, my Lord loves me and he will care for me all the way. And so Paul now in the latter part of verse 4, Paul is, is building up the anticipation of the church. Paul is not referring to the day of the Lord overtaking them because they will be raptured prior to that. Remember in the rapture, he comes for the church. In the second coming, he is coming with the church. Glory be to God. We are coming with Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are coming with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Therefore Paul says our lives must be lived like the five wise virgins. They were expecting they kept the lamps burning. We need to keep our lamps burning for the Messiah is coming back. Hallelujah. He is returning. We need to be ready. We need to be in anticipation for the coming of the Lord. They should know enough scripture to be able to see things lining up for his coming. We should be able to see this right now. We should not be caught unaware. We should not be caught in a place or a time where we are not ready to receive the, or see the coming of the Lord. I just want to read some scriptures just to encourage us. Hallelujah. Matthew 24 verse 44. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. So we need to be ready. And so Paul is saying here to the church, after all of this, after all that I've written to you, you need to be ready. Hallelujah. As we have said, no man knows the day or the hour. We have no way to predict his coming, but it should not come as a surprise if it were today. Actually, we should live each day expecting the Lord to return unto us. Hallelujah. Revelation 22 verse 20 says, he who testifies of these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Somebody say, come, Lord Jesus. Matthew 24 verse 42 says, Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. Keep watch, keep watch, keep looking, keep looking. Revelations 22 verse 12, Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. First Peter 4 7, The end of all things is near. Therefore be alert and sober-minded. So 
that you may pray. Pray and wait upon the Lord. Do not be like those people that are going to hide themselves and is waiting the doomsday guys going to hide themselves in caves and wherever they are trying to store up food and trying to all of that. That does not help. You need to get your heart ready for the Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. He's coming back. He's coming back again. Listen to Revelations 1.7. Look, he's coming with the clouds and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him, those who crucified him and all peoples on the earth will mourn because of him. So it shall be. Amen. Come on. Glory be to God. And now listen to 1 John 2.28. And now dear children, continue in him so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before uh, unashamed sorry before him at his coming we are expecting so we're not going to be unashamed because we are ready we are living oh lord jesus come in jesus mighty name glory be to god glory be to god glory be to god glory be to god he is coming back again verse 5 says the world around them was filled with darkness and those who lived according to the last of the flesh with no reflection of the lord or his coming they were not of the world they were not of the world they were of the light and of the day they had been born again into the glorious light of christ he was their source and their strength even if others denied his coming the church was to live a life that honored the lord and expects his return we are awaiting the lord's return glory be to god we know he's coming back we know he's coming back we are expecting we know he will not leave us nor forsake us we know that the work he has started in us he will complete according to philippians 1 verse 6 being confident of this thing that he that begun a good work in us will carry to completion until the day of jesus christ my god we have this assurance as children of god according to ephesians 4 30 and do not grieve the holy spirit with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption what day of redemption we have been redeemed but there is a day of redemption when the when the transaction will be completed he made a down payment of the holy ghost but now he's going to come and take us back and there's going to be a transaction complete somebody say i'm ready i'm waiting for the lord glory be to god hallelujah it is time for us to get ready the son of man is returning the son of god is coming back we are ready we are ready for the return of the lord are you ready to meet your savior here is yet another reminder of our obligation to live for the lord and to look for him in verses 6 and 7 the world lives in darkness desiring the darkness rather than light the church was not to be consumed with the desires of the flesh therefore paul warns the people he says be sober what does it mean to be sober? It means to be alert and on guard and constantly looking for the Lord's return. How do you constantly look for the Lord's return? You live an upright life. You live in expectation. You live like the five wise virgins. You are always expecting the Lord's return. You are not going to backslide. You are not going to turn to the world. You're not going to turn and become double-minded because you are waiting the return of the Lord. There were lives to be lived. Hallelujah. And we need to discipline us. We need to live pure and righteous lives hallelujah we need to live like that we need to live like that would we not agree that we need to be watching today we need to live lives in light of the lord and seek to reach others before it is too late 
when the Lord returns for the church, those who are left will face the horrors of God's judgment in the tribulation. I said I'm not going into your logical tribulation. What's it going to be like? But we have seen movies are trying to predict it. Looking Up was a movie that came out now lately. Believing their own nonsense. Believing that they're going to have this chance and then they're going to be reincarnated and all of that. Whatever that, that meant in that movie. I am telling you the devil is brainwashing the people. He knows that the media is going to affect the thinking of people. But I'm telling you child of God. Be sober, gird your mind, gird your mind with the scriptures for the Lord is returning. The Lord is returning. The Bible says the night is fast spent. The day of the Lord is at hand. Let us cast off the works of darkness. Let's get rid of sin and let's put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering, immorality and wantonness, indecency, not in strife and envy. That is what the word of God says to us. Let's read Romans chapter 13 verse 12 and 13. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. Because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. Oh, we are dealt to this. I'm getting so excited because God is confirming his word that we are the lights in this world. And we must do the work so that man will glorify our father. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness, sexual promis prom promiscuity, immoral living, or in quarreling and jealousy. Get rid of the works of darkness. Lift up your eyes. The king is coming. Glory be to God. As we conclude today this, this teaching, we look at these verses and have been somewhat challenged to comprehend, but they have stirred our souls today. We are reminded that we need to be busy for the Lord. He could return at any moment and the time for our labor for him will have ended we need to be doing what he has called us to do we need to be ready and we need to be expecting for the return of the lord jesus christ for truly he is coming back truly he is coming back to judge the living and the dead truly he's coming back we need to be ready truly he's coming to judge he is coming to judge the end of time is here hallelujah the great white throne judgment is uh, is gonna be the great white throne judgment is gonna be the most horrific moment for people. It's gonna be the most more horrific moment for people, and we need to be ready for the return of the Lord. We need to gear up ourselves for the return of the Lord. We need to know that Jesus is coming back. And we need to be ready for his return. Is somebody ready? Is somebody ready? Is somebody expectant? Hallelujah. He is returning soon. We need to be ready for the Lord's return. We're going to look at Revelations 20 verse 11 to 15. Listen to this. Revelations 20. And I'm concluding. I'm closing. Revelations chapter 20 verse 11 to 15. Verse 11 to 15. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. We're expecting the Lord is about to return. And I saw a great white throne and the one sitting on it, the earth and sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne 
and the books were open, including the book of life, and the dead were judged according to what they had done, as recorded in the books. The sea gave up its dead, and the death and the grave gave up their dead, and all were judged according to their deeds. Then the death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. This lake of fire is the second death, and anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. My God, my God, my God was thrown into the lake of fire. I want to get this right because I heard this quote from somebody that said this and I find it very interesting. He says as a believer, we are born twice, but we die once. You're born at your original birth from your mother's womb and then you are born again, but you only die once. Then the unbeliever is born once, but dies twice. And this is what we find in this particular text. Isn't that so? This is exactly what we see in this particular text. Right here, right now. We see what's happening. This is what the Bible is saying. So you, you are born once but die twice. And we need to be ready. What you're going to say the day you stand before God? What is going to be your response when God asks you, why have you not made the decision to follow him? There's going to be no excuses at all. If you're not ready, you're going to miss the coming of the Lord. My encouragement today to you is turn unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. And today I pray that your heart was stirred, that you will turn unto Jesus, that you will love the Lord, that you will give yourself to Jesus, that you will commit yourself to him, that you will dedicate yourself to him. This is the day of the Lord. He is going to return. It's time for us right now to get ready. I'm not putting no dates or times, but he is coming soon. We believe that he is coming soon. We need to do what he has called us to do. There is a world that is lost and people all around us will face judgment if they do not come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I have to ask today that we stand with the Lord. Have you trusted in Him in salvation? For the day of the Lord is immediately following the rapture of the church. If you are unsaved, you will be left to endure the wrath of God. There is no need for that to happen. Christ died so that you may be saved. If you will only come to Him by faith. By faith. Glory be to God. My prayers today. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your personal Savior, that you will make that decision to give your life to Jesus today. For surely the King is coming. If you're not born again, say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. Give you my heart. I surrender unto you today. I want to be your child. I want to be your son, your daughter. Wash me from all my sin and cleanse me in jesus mighty name if you're a child of god and you're backslidden i want you today to believe god again to trust god again so that god will stir you and set you on fire come on to the lord today and give him your life in jesus mighty name amen and amen